Hello, welcome to the September 2020 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, sound engineer host, and in this book, I am the longing for grocery store items not on the list. Oh, good one. <laughs> I'm Britt, and in this book, I am one of the random inanimate objects that has an opinion. <laughs> and I'm Amanda, and in this book, I am the store manager's preference for plush toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We start always start off with our amuse-bouche, which is the bite of what we're going to get into today. And for this one, it is, Rico is stuck in a cycle of poverty that has limited her choices her entire life. After working a convenience store job on Christmas Eve in order to help her mother pay rent, she learns that a Mega Millions lottery ticket was sold from her store while she was working, and no one has come to claim it. She enlists the local rich kid, Zan, to help her find the little old lady who must have the ticket. But Zan turns out to be way more than a tool. <laughs> a young adult take on a classic <laughs> romance by Nick Stone. What do you think? That, I mean, that kind of covers it. It gets way more complicated than that, but that's like the setup. Yeah, it's a good idea. I really liked the like the setup idea. Yeah, I yeah, I was interested at first. I was like, okay, I I can rock with this premise, but then I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We can, let's talk about our other cover takes. This is when we ask our significant others what they think of the book just by looking at the cover. I asked Jamile and he said it has a heist type of vibe or they're going to punish somebody they look up to no good. <laughs> Garrett also used the word heist. He said some sort of money heist caper, but then things go awry because of weird young adult love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Phil makes it a heist for three. He definitely said this looks like a heist novel wow okay i mean, I mean <laughs> it isn't really it's like a caper but not really a heist they could have heisted that heist was definitely on the table as an option yeah the storage unit i guess maybe closest to a heist yeah all right let's move on to appetizers and i have french toast with strawberries and sugar which they make for breakfast. Uh, a lot of the story is very much like struggling single mother, older sibling has to do a lot of the kind of mothering. And so there's, I think it's for Christmas morning breakfast or something, but she makes her younger brother French toast with strawberries and sugar because there's no syrup. Um, like their special occasion breakfast. It's like when it's somebody's birthday as well. Yeah. Like yeah. French toast is the go-to. I mean, French toast is great. But yeah. <laughs> the setup is, the, the topics I have here are Winning the lottery, quote unquote, rags to riches, prince and the pauper. And it's kind of like a, just like the way it's like a truly American type story with the wealth gap and that kind of thing. Yeah. I agree. And what did you think? I didn't actually finish the book. I did not enjoy it. I got about a third of the way into it. You know, this is like election time. I'm already feeling pretty antsy about everything. And every time I read something I didn't like, I just like want to put it down. So I kept picking it up and putting it down and picking it up and putting it down. And then I was just like, 
I choose myself. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> this is my self-care. <laughs> but yeah, I really was disappointed too because I loved the idea. It's such a good idea. Like it's like a modern mystery. No one has to be murdered. Like it's a great idea. It seemed I mean, there were a lot of like suspension of belief moments in the book but one of them was that she was so convinced that that lady had the ticket like I and her logic to narrow it down still left a lot of gaps to me so like I don't know the fact that she was just like okay well yeah my boss also sold a bunch of tickets but I sold two and it has to be this one I'm like what (laughs) so I don't know if that was a little yeah and then some of the, like, text, I don't know, I feel like this is a cop-out sometimes in YA, that there's somebody who's just a tech nerd or a hacker or whatever, and they just do impossible things, like, with no explanation yeah. to, like, move the plot along or to, like, yeah, and it seemed like there was a lot of that. Because I'm well. taking classes to learn how to do that kind of stuff. It's super boring, you guys. It's really technical. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not, like, ooh, intricate things. It's, like, just searching, like, thousands of characters for, like, one mischaracter, <laughs> It's not something hot guys do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, hot guys wasting their hot guy youth just sitting around going, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know this. I should have said that. <laughs> like, Whatever. It's fine. I mean, have any of you, have either of you read anything by Nick Stone before? No. No. Yeah, I think that's where I was have you? confused. No, I haven't either. But I was just like, she spoke, I mean, her books get a lot of, have a lot of readers. You know, she's written quite a few of yeah. them. There's definitely, I've heard other people have enjoyed them. And so I was, I was like, oh yeah, I get to read this author who I've been like, who I haven't had a chance to read yet. And then I was like, well, if every, I don't know. I was just like, this isn't for me. I will say that the writing had a really strong voice and it's just not a voice I connected with, but if you did connect with it, I think that would be why people would like her. Cause she's like, it wasn't wishy-washy at all. It wasn't something that didn't capture your attention. It's just captured mine in a negative way. I think the thing I, I was just, it was so hyper-focused on the poverty and the wealth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and just like really digging into like the details about like what it means to be poor and how difficult that life is, which is reality. I get it. But then the whole, then the like hyper-focus on the wealth and like what they all have and that as well. It just, it, for some reason, the value like the capitalist value of focusing on those things. I mean, I'm not, I'm not into capitalism anyway, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so I was just like, oh, this is, it's very real and like not, again, not in a fun way. I was like, this is not why I read young adult literature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It was just, she didn't seem to have any other interests besides lamenting the fact that she wasn't a millionaire. Like, she didn't seem to try to make friends. Again, I only read a third of it, so I don't know. Maybe later on that developed more, and that was just more of a setup. But she just seemed to really feel almost entitled to the time of everybody else doing her favors because of the difference in their circumstances. Like, she was mean to that boy. And I guess I'm never um, an enemies-to-lovers kind of fan that's not my romance or whatever oh I do I do enjoy that and I know a lot of people do and I respect that or whatever but it's just I want my lovers to be a team (laughs) like working together and not just tearing each other down all the time like you dumb rich people toilet paper king (laughs) 
she kept calling it like the toilet paper game. <laughs> like, like everybody uses toilet paper. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I did like the how, you know, he went along with it because he's like, oh, a fun adventure. Sounds cool. And she's just like, no, I actually need these millions or whatever. And so like when that disconnects like came to light, I thought that that was a really interesting moment. And that seemed realistic as well that, you know, she would be so like, you know, I actually really need this money. And he who comes from a background of privilege is like, who has the fucking ticket in his pocket the entire time is like, cool. Let's like, you know, go on a scavenger hunt or whatever. I don't think there's any teenage boy who would actually do that. No, probably not. (laughs) Nobody just, I don't care how rich you are. Like, you're not going to turn down whatever 90 million dollars or whatever it was like yeah or like I just feel like teenage like you would do it just for the fame of it you know just to like be I mean he already is popular but just to like even be more popular I don't know I don't trust a teenage boy to have the emotional level to rationalize why you wouldn't turn the ticket in yeah and then to like not say anything yeah you know that I did not think he had it yeah that was that was a surprise yeah (laughs) yeah but I mean I didn't I didn't like that he had it and I didn't like that they found it and because I of course skipped the end because I am a completist nothing else (laughs) like oh find out what happened because you're not gonna win the lottery that's not your way out of poverty that's not what your way out of anything and like I don't know just to have a book that's so focused on the hardcore realities of poverty end up with the princess who wins the lottery at the end of it it's just felt kind of cop outish, I guess. Well, they kind of don't end up together. It doesn't matter if they end up together. She gets half the money. He gave her half the money. Yeah. So she won the lottery. So that was her way out of poverty. Yeah, yeah. She literally won the lottery, which happens to no one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think back to what you were saying, Amanda, like she felt entitled to people's time. There was something about, like, she was so, she was made so small by the poverty. Like she didn't have to your point, like she didn't have any other like joys. She it's like, she didn't have time to read books because she was constantly hustling or whatever. And I'm like, even poor people have joy in their lives, you know, like thinking that you're, when you're poor, you can't like have a life worth living is a very capitalist concept that like only people with money have like valuable lives. We That's what this country is like criminalized poverty in that way, you know? And I just, that didn't sit right with me. I feel like, I mean, if the author had, I feel like that could have been a great point for the book to explore and it just didn't. Like, it just sort of scratched the surface on that kind of thing. And yeah, in a way they they both, you know, were restricted. Like, you know, she's like, I'm sort of stuck in this life, like taking care of my family and all this. And he's like, well, my parents are going to cut me off. Like, no, <laughs> the same at all. Like, <laughs> and yeah, just sort of, I don't know it just it's very escapist like la-di-da like win the lottery rather than like actually diving into like structural inequalities but I guess that would make for a fun story so yeah right (laughs) no that's very true well it's um (laughs) 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 sorry burn (laughs) well before you hopped on Brit I was saying like I think part of what we're supposed to enjoy is like how hot they are 
but like that's hard to see in the book like you don't see it you have to imagine it and so because I didn't like them it was hard for me to like forgive the things I didn't like because they were so hot when I couldn't see how hot they were but I <laughs> if it was a, like a tv show or a movie or something I could definitely just be like okay these are awful people that I don't like but they are really hot and that's okay and this is like trash for me yeah for my eye candy but they weren't you know? doing anything fun and awful it wasn't like Dallas awful it's just like ugh. you're kind of mean <laughs> um but I did think it was interesting she included the character of the girl who lived in the same apartment complex. Mm. Yes. I loved their friendship. Well, I didn't get to the point where they were friends. I, I thought, like, it, they were setting up a comparison. Oh. Like, oh, well, I can't be friends with you guys because I'm poor and I can't, like, do all these things because I'm poor. But then this girl was super popular and had everything, even though she lived in the same apartment complex. I don't know if, like, that was a mirror that she ended up kind of looking at midway through and changing her behavior at all. Is that how it went? Or... There wasn't a lot of changed behavior, to be honest. Yeah, it was more like she sort of found somebody who, like, wanted to be her friend. And at first she was just like, why does she want to be my friend? She is popular. She is this person on a different level than me. And I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm missing some details over, like, how the friendship developed. I guess, well, because the guys were friends and those are their girlfriends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, they end up like hanging out, all hanging out together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but then they sort of like had that other connection, you know, when you have somebody that is from like a similar background or community is that like things go unspoken that you don't need to explain because there's somebody who just automatically gets it. Okay. Yeah. So she was just like a good touch so, like, there for was... her. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I mean, the main course is like similar to what we've been talking about. I have like, the third course, six layer salad, which is from the fancy dinner she goes to when she finally meets Zan's family. And yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah, really. The things I have in here are like race and class. And we, you brought this up, the finding friends and allies. And Amanda, you were saying like relationships based on common goals or projects, which is similar to what you were saying, Britt, about like having things that you don't need to explain. But like, yeah. I was so confused about her really not having friends. Like even this, the most isolated, saddest nerd has like some sort of relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like someone who's a friend of me or a neighbor or something like we're humans. We are, we are drawn to that type of stuff. I, I didn't understand why she didn't have another friend that she like met at church or this and that, you know, like some other commonality. Or ate lunch with um, her or something. Yeah. But she also didn't really seem to want to. Like, it was just sort of like a fact that she accepted. It wasn't like, oh, man, I really, like, wish I had some friends. I'm so lonely. It's like, I don't, I don't have friends. That's, it is what it is. Like, and then when a- Ashley, is that the other girl? Started, like, waving to her and stuff when she was going in and out of the building. She was just, like, sort of do the, like, look behind her. She's like, <laughs> oh, is she talking to me? Why is she, look- why is she waving at me? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so she it didn't really seem open to it or receptive to it i wonder if i reacted as a reader like i couldn't get into her story because i felt like i couldn't be friends with her maybe because she was not open to friendship Mm. i don't know because usually i like a non-likable protagonist (laughs) i like a protagonist that makes mistakes or like does something weird or like whatever but just did not like her (laughs) in a way that when people say i don't like her like yeah i don't i don't like her (laughs) 
<laughs> I couldn't get into her story. She was not friendly. I mean, intentionally so, like you said, right? And and I really think that the reason other people liked her because she's so hot. And like, really, I think that's why like they become her friend is because she's hot enough to be a friend. And I just, I'm like, is that why we become friends with people? I don't know. Yeah. Did you like her, Britt? Did you like, I mean, you said you liked the friendship with her and Ashley. It was cute, but it, there was like, I couldn't figure out why they were friends besides that they were neighbors and were dating the boys. I think that was it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's as far as it got, but like, I don't know. I think maybe I was just relieved to like see her have a friend that she could like relate to and, you know, talk to on some level. But yeah. I mean, she did like the little brother. So she clearly has like human emotion and cares for people. She was very invested in her little brother and they had a friendly relationship in addition to like a loving relationship. So it's it's capable. Maybe she just had the walls up around everybody else. Hopefully she'll sort that out in college. Because <laughs> 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 she can attend whichever one she wants because she won the lottery. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I just, what did you think of that scene where they go to the guy's house and she has like a little bit of alcohol and then like passes out and nobody tries to wake her up or take her home? And we only hear about it afterwards in the morning. I was trying to figure out what was going on because like the other friend and the girl like went into some room off to the side or whatever and then she yeah there and then like yeah I don't know it was weird it was like a drug scene to throw one in there you know like the first time you have a drink type scene just to throw it in there but then like it I felt that was I just thought that was weird I was like really you only had that much alcohol and then got that gregarious and then no one was like maybe we should take her home I was (laughs) gonna say the biggest like no, this doesn't make sense about that scene to me was, I can't remember his name, the the friend's parents, mm. like, not caring what was happening in their basement. I'm like, okay, maybe some white parents do that, <laughs> but black parents are not just going to let their kids, like, just chill in the basement all night. Mm. Like, what? Especially, like, wealthy parents, you know, who, like, have the time to, like, look after their kids you know <laughs> I just that was I was like that, wait they were, no, they were having like happen. a <laughs> drugs party while their parents were home or wow yes a, the, the, so the hangout place is the other friend I think it was Marcus or something like oh no he had like a different type of name he his parents let them hang out at their house all the time and basically he's like dating the other girl and they know they're going to get married. And so they kind of just like let them have sex in their basement wow. and okay. hang out all the time. And I was like, yeah, that is Because they know they're going to get married. Um, Rich people want their choice. children to marry their high school <laughs> like boyfriends and girlfriends. That's not my experience. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And she was like the girl from the other side of the tracks too. So I don't know. Cool. Whatever. No, that's right, Britt. They, I'm, thanks for calling that out. I think you're right. That was hard to believe. I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. What else did I want to bring up? Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? I can move on to dessert. There was one other thing about... So they're at the, at the dinner with Zan's 
family or whatever. And was it the dad who brought up like how it's bad for poor people to suddenly come into large sums of money because they don't know how to handle mm. it or whatever. And how the that one lottery winner shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Like that wasn't really that wasn't really challenged like that sort of elitist idea and then in the end of the book like he ends up managing her money because he like puts it into a trust or whatever and decides like okay this much per month and this much is for college and this is for when you turn 18 or whatever and I'm like are we not gonna trust her to do what she will with her own money or like explore that at all yeah I don't know that was weirdly like controlling no I felt the same way and also, if she can budget the grocery list down right. to the penny, you know that she can budget her, whatever she needs to do, even if it's a larger yeah. amount of money. Like they've actually done studies on this. Like people with less money are better with it because they have to be. Yeah, they've done like, <laughs> I've read studies where charities just gave money away instead of like delegating like an NGO or whatever. And people always do the right thing with it. Like, like that benefits themselves their families and their community yeah because people know what they need I mean, I for themselves they don't need someone else telling like, them the statistics and i don't remember what it is but when i was in law school we talked about it like the percentage of lottery winners who end up going bankrupt within a certain amount of years but i don't think that's because of poor management necessarily as like they make them famous <laughs> and con artists and right. uh, unknown family members and friends come out of the woodworks like yeah, and get People them to buy into shady them. business yeah. deals. I don't think it's like yeah. because they're like, oh, yeah. I don't understand that things cost money because I have so much money. I think it's more like, oh, like I've given my money away. <laughs> and like, I mean, she, you know, was working a job and like, you know, budgeted and able to be able to like save for herself before she threw it at the mom <laughs> and like to put a little bit aside like planning for months ahead to get her brother like the bike he wanted for Christmas like it's not I don't know it's just it's sort of a elitist point of view like oh poor people don't know how to manage money like they need rich people to do it for them <laughs> there's a whole industry based on that <laughs> and gender oh, yeah. yeah that's true but, like it was also very gendered like this this guy knows better than the girl in the relationship and he's gonna hold her money and like again we know that actually like women budget for households way better and for their families way better than dudes do especially because like she's i mean she's had to do so much of that like you know it's sort of being in the role of a secondary mm -hmm. parent that's what i said there's right. not really like, like you were saying that much of a science and... to it like if you just want to live for yourself if you have 90 million dollars just put it in the savings account <laughs> like you can live off the interest forever <laughs> it's fine you know, it's not like she needed to strategize that into an empire or whatever. I don't know. But even if so, I would have rather seen her do it than, like, him set it up that way for her. Like, even if she wanted to find a financial guy and, like, you know, be the one to seek out advice on how to do it, like, it would have been coming from her and she would have had agency yeah. in it. She's also, like, a kid. Me. He's a kid, too. But, like, so the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. But, no, I don't imagine that a 17-year-old would be an amazing financial whiz like I mean yeah. I'm 40 and I've tried to learn and I, I can't I don't know what half the things mean <laughs> the stock market that would be like a full-time job figuring that out maybe like a year into business school or something oh yeah know. people that day trade are doing it all the time like literally constantly doing it 
other thing that creeped me out about that was that the financial advisor was the dude who's always buying the porn. Uh, yes, the 50s guy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Why? you're like cool with this guy handling your money when you know he's handling himself <laughs> in his office. You know, like. <laughs> And also, oh, that felt like, really uncomfortable. Drugstore, like, <laughs> do you have a computer? I don't know about your skills, man. <laughs> it's weird. There's something very specific about magazine <laughs> porn. There's all these stories about kids finding porn, like their their parent secret stash or whatever. But there's also a do. thing <laughs> called. Have... Oh man! I had an older brother, though. So. Of course, of course. Oh yeah. But have you ever heard of Woods porn? No. There's like before back in the day, or I'm sure this still happens, but like when you can't keep a stash at your house, people will stash it literally like out in the woods. Oh no. Why? Because a stew because teenage boys are gross. No, not the teenage boys, but like, yeah. My friend has a whole woods porn story. That's how he first found porn is he was literally in the woods and he was like, oh, the woods porn. And I'm like, what? You're like, is it porn calling that lumberjacks? Like, like, what is the woods porn? That's what I thought he meant at first. All right. I have a horrifying story. So uh, when I was, uh, maybe when I was in college or something, I don't know, and visiting for the summer, I was house sitting for my dad one weekend my dad and his girlfriend at the time who was white and you know just for the weekend and watching their you know feeding their dog and taking her for walks and stuff and so I invited a friend of mine to stay with me for the weekend for some company and we were looking through the dvds on mm-hmm. the bookshelf or whatever dvd shelf for something to watch and just right there with the normal ass movies <laughs> Right out in the open was a DVD called Black Dicks with White Chicks. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, of course. And then I died. (laughs) (laughs) This is a post-hastiness story. I called my, I immediately texted my brother and texted him a picture. And he was studying in the library at the time and got kicked out because uh, he just started busting up laughing. They kicked him out of the library. <laughs> he should have told the librarian. <laughs> like she would have gotten it. Like, oh, <laughs> like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I never mentioned oh, it. Oh, I never mentioned it to my dad. But yeah, I was just like, no, I'm gonna just <laughs> pretend this didn't happen. What movie was it next to? Out of curiosity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Something completely normal, like The Godfather or something. I don't know, like. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, it's no wood <laughs> form, but. No, it's amazing. <sighs> Do you want to go to dessert? I have lavish spread of butter cookies. There's a very, like, intense scene with this woman who kind of runs this old fancy house and her, like, lavish spread of cookies that I found very interesting. <laughs> But uh, I have here the detective mystery aspect, which we kind of put in there, and then a little bit of like manipulating adults and following leads. I mean, that was kind of my favorite part is them like being smart and kind of doing solving their own mystery. Like I was into that part, but like there wasn't enough of it for me. I wanted more. 
I thought it was going to be like that. That's like the whole heist vibe of the cover. And instead it's like more about the relationship and her just like, it's, it's very much about being a teenager mm-hmm. and like trying to figure stuff out. But the heist is like the background. I only saw the heist where she yeah. pulled one over on her boss about like yeah. looking at security footage or what? no, they were actually looking at security footage. What did she say she was doing? Inventory. Inventorying. And I was and saying something was missing or whatever, something was missed. That was a very good natured man. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I accept this without question. <laughs> he was just like enamored by the I mean paper so dude. many so much selection, right? <laughs> 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 I get it. I get it. Oh my goodness. He just was able to completely bribe him with like second wipes. <laughs> Uh, there was one part <laughs> that I mean more than one part where it was like okay that was a pretty big conclusion to jump to or whatever but when they find the storage unit they mm-hmm. never I mean storage units are huge like they're whole aisles and you know whatever but like it's never explained how they knew which number she was and I highlighted it in the <laughs> book because it stuck with me the <laughs> sentence is Took a bit of digging to get the right unit number for Ethel, but here we are, right? The final barrier. Huh. I'm like, so, I mean, we're just going to gloss over how that happened. Like, yeah. How did they I get the right unit number? Because, like, that's wild. Yeah, there was a few times where I was like, okay, really? Like, the one where, um, like, they convinced the guy to leave the file or leave the room so they can get the information from the file. Right. Actually, they do that a couple times. And then, like, the one at the house where, like, they convince the woman he can he somehow pretends to have like IBS after eating so many yes. of the cookies and then like finagles whatever with the woman and I'm just like I don't know it was it was like kind of um yeah capery very much like oh this is supposed to be funny and I was just like confused often a lot of the time hmm. yeah or like the scene at the church like I'm the person who greets everybody. Oh, I remember that person. Right. It's just like too convenient. A lot of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then everything else in her life is like really not. <laughs> it's like her divine break. They're like, okay, you're not a very good heister, but we're gonna let it fly. You need this. <laughs> <laughs> and how did they have the time to do that when she was working the job and going to school? I was like, when? Would... I don't know if I ever like followed a lead or did a caper <laughs> when I was in high school, you know. It also I did a lot of foolish things. <laughs> it also seemed like she had the flexibility to like take on more hours when she needed them or like just not come to work that afternoon and make it up another day. Like sort of yeah. at the last minute. I'm like, I don't know any like sort of customer service oriented <laughs> job that I mean I can sort of see it. I came from a family business we ran things and like if she had been working there for years and the guy really liked her and it wasn't that busy it was just him and her I could see him cutting her slack or whatever mm, okay but maybe I don't know it depends on if she'd only worked there for like three months then no but like if she had been a steady employee for two and a half years and he liked her then I could definitely see him changing her hours well, I was thinking it's because it was only the two of them that it wouldn't make sense because then there's nobody to cover her shift except for him. So, like, who's mm. the other person? Yeah. So, like, if there were other workers who could pick up the slack, but if it's just the two of them and she's just like, 
I need more hours or I'm going to take the afternoon off and like come in early tomorrow. And he's just like, all right. But that means he's making yeah. time or I don't know. There's a lot of inconsistencies <laughs> for a very, like, it was weird because the book was so wanting to focus realistically on what it was like for her to grow up so poor in a community that wasn't that all the other ones were like, screw reality. Like, it's just sort of, there's a tonal mismatch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel a little, I mean, I was very unsatisfied, I have to say. <laughs> the last thing I have on here is drinks, artificially colored and flavored drinks, which is what they serve at the gas station, of course. <laughs> and then getting what you want versus what you deserve, which I think is maybe part of the moral that was supposed to be in there. But yeah, my question is like, do we think they stayed together? Like it was a setup for them to be a couple, but like that isn't what happens in the end of the book. I was actually confused by what happened at the end of the he book. He bought a house <laughs> that they had planned on moving into together or something at one point. Or... Oh. <laughs> that was part of the caper yeah. is like looking at the houses as a couple. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like two teenage kids went around yeah. pretending they were going to buy a house and the realtor was like, cool, yeah. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Because, like, I think he pretended to, he said that they were, like, just married or engaged and she was pregnant oh, or Lord. something. But, like, he didn't ask yes. her beforehand, so she just had to play it cool. Like, he didn't just drop oh, his my bomb. God. And afterwards, she was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. And they looked at more than one yeah. house. I mean, we have been told they're very hot, so maybe they could also look older. I don't know. Maybe they're, like, they're, like, CW teenagers where they're actually, like, 30. Maybe that's the deal. They're actually 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was unclear at the end like what their feelings were for each other he was like you go to college and I'll catch you later maybe <laughs> I and I was like she was united with her love which was the lottery winnings I'm, I'm not even kidding that's like all she thought about mm. the whole book and it's what she wanted and it was the thing that was going to make her life better and like it's what she was focused on and she got it the lottery winnings is the boyfriend yeah, maybe that, I mean, that is the, is the money, which in the book means like a way out of poverty. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, like after this, I'm like, do I want to read something else by Nick Stone? I don't know. And now that I've looked at some of the other ones, I'm like, hmm, might not be someone I want to read. Yeah. Outside of, outside of book club. Um, I've heard good things about Dear Martin. That's the one that's both, like that got a few accolades and awards, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I just the messages in this book were mixed like all over the place like I don't know it's just it seemed like they were just both sort of using each other the whole time like him he was using her to because he was bored I don't know <laughs> and wanted something to do and she was using him because he had like mad hacker skills and like what is the lesson here like money solves all your problems like <laughs> keep you know hope alive and maybe you'll win the lottery too like, <laughs> I don't yeah. And then another thing, I don't know where this fits, but the mom, I just, I don't know. I feel like there is a lot of demonization of poor parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like parents who do things like fudge an address so that their kids can go to a better yeah. school or, you know, can't like be hands on, you know, with volunteering at the school and stuff because they're working and like they're seen as bad parents. And so I wish the book had like 
not made the bomb kind of a stereotype because it just it seemed like it was sort of like blaming her being a bad parent on her like economic situation as well as her disability like she had a legit disability like that Mm -hmm. I don't know but I like there was part of it like that I thought like scratched the surface like you know the the distrust of the medical community or whatever right and like the fear you know expenses and insurance and all that stuff like that was super Mm -hmm. real but like I don't know I wish they explored it in a way that is like this is what society did to this woman and not just like she's a bad mom because she's poor and didn't take her kid to the hospital when he had a fever like I totally agree and I think I mean and part of that is there was a point in the book where I really felt like the daughter was just super resentful and like couldn't couldn't see the the structure of it like the things that were making those the choices narrowed she was just blaming yeah. her mom for not being right and good she, like, at being a mom was she doing that thing that we we're talking about the boy doing to her where she like kept all that money like i mean it was her money and she got it as that bonus check but she definitely hit it like, she threw it at her mom at one point oh when they had no did she oh no oh no and then there was yeah. a from the money's point of view which was oh super weird. what was with that and like, <laughs> the different bills were like talking to each other it wasn't just like the bunny's point of view it was like this like, yes dollar bill said blah 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 and then this one was like oh. that was I, like a it, weird uh, bit of whimsy like again the tonal problems in this book were crazy <laughs> it didn't work for me like sometimes i like quirky shit like the, that if it's but it felt if the book was quirky if the character was quirky but she wasn't she was yeah. very like it just jolted me out of the story and i'm like what there's a talking 50 dollar bill like i don't <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to like I mean up. I didn't even put that on the list <laughs> to talk about you know but we it was confusing I mean I think I kind of like put that aside because it was so confusing I was like oh did I that mean, happen yeah. <laughs> a lot of weird things have happened lately who knows what actually happened so like the stove had a chapter yeah. stove or something like the random like the lottery ticket had a chapter okay just yeah it was it just seemed random and weird <laughs> not in like a good way i wanted it to be more yeah. fun yeah oh well get them next time next time <laughs> <laughs> Make it a real heist next time, great, guys. Great idea. Do what you want. It's your life. You get to write whatever you want. <laughs> okay, well, if that's it, 